Welcome to this week's episode of the Space Explorer Podcast. I am back with a familiar voice, Mr. Zach Hall. Hey. So Good idea, podcast. I like this. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been we've been having a few of the other people on from the outlet, and it's happy to have you you back on. Um, I wanted you specifically on this week because we didn't cover it last week. We we had a, a decent amount of other news to cover, so we pushed it this this week. But there is some new For All Mankind stuff that came out, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. as well as I, I think we're we're almost halfway done with the season of season two. We, we, we've uh, I think there's ten episodes, and we're on we're we're through episode six now. Okay, so we're, on the, we're on the other side of it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to do a little overview of For All Mankind because you've watched all of season two, and you did a review about it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and I, I'm only halfway done with it so i just watched season uh, episode six this morning which came out today but first let's talk about the new like ar objects that came out in tv apps so, so like obviously you're from 95 max so you know all this tv app stuff so why don't you take take it away with that sure yeah uh apple's done augmented reality features on iphone for a few years now um they have a framework called ar kit that lets developers do augmented reality features in their apps as well um, and what's new in the TV app in the past couple of weeks is they've added interactive uh, augmented reality objects from the show. So like spacecraft and, and rovers and yeah. astronauts and everything. And if you – they already did an app uh, called uh, For All Mankind Time Capsule. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an, an interactive game that you that you kind of play through. And it gives you some context to what happens in some of the characters' lives in between season one and season two. It's not required for experiencing the show. I got to see the app after I finished the season. So um, it was just kind of a neat thing. But this is not even an app that you go and download from the App Store. It's the TV app on your iPhone. And you go to the For All Kind section where you pick your episodes to watch. And... Um, or, or the iPad, for that matter, mm-hmm. which which is probably a better viewing experience. But, probably. Um, right, right below the episodes, it's, it's like it, right there, and you just tap into it, and then you can um, see these interactive objects, and 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 you're in your real world environment. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. And and in the past, what I've seen done from Apple just on their own is they'll they'll show you like an iPhone before it comes out, yeah, so that you can kind of see it, or or a watch, or a Mac, so you get a feel for the size. But this is more than that, where it's interactive, you can you can actually engage with the objects. Yeah, it's it's really cool because you get like there there's some like real world items in there, and then there's some uh, because it's for all mankind's kind of like a alternate history, um, which is is actually because I've been watching the, the last couple episodes. It's like it's alternate history, but they still like tie everything back in to like real world items which is kind of cool so like yeah. there's a lot of kind of things like oh i wonder what would what how would the 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 lunar module which is what was used in apollo to land on the moon how would that upgrade over the years to be like reusable because it wasn't reusable mm-hmm. before and so they have the new lunar module in there and they have the soyuz capsule and the um because in episode six spoilers by the way there's gonna be spoilers yeah yeah if you haven't seen for all mankind yet it, uh, six episodes of the second season are already out so we i will wanna, we want to get into some of that so either skip skip this what chapter, I guess? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually put a chapter. I usually don't put chapters in, in, in this podcast, but I'll put chapters in this podcast to, to get so you can skip ahead to no spoilers. But uh, th- they're starting with the Apollo Soyuz test project. So mm-hmm. they have the little, you, you, they have the Apollo capsule, which I find that was, that was actually really interesting that they did what they did with it because, um, of course, we're in the 80s, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And 
Apollo, the, in real life, the Apollo Soyuz test project, which was a, a real thing, happened in the, the mid mid to late 70s. Um, this was, I think it was even after Skylab. Um, and it it's actually reminds me now because, because of course, no, spoiler alert, again, uh, we'll stop after this saying that word, but uh, <laughs> Deke Slayton dies in, in season one. Mm-hmm. And Deke Slayton flew, only time he flew in space was on Apollo Soyuz test project in real, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, like, they have the grave of Deke on the moon. And I was really mm-hmm. sad when he died. So now all these oh, emotions yeah. are coming back because, like, Deke is, like, one of my favorite astronauts. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's interesting that they're, like, now we're in the, the shuttle program, which, fun fact, they're wearing pressure suits on the flights. And did you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know that before Challenger, they didn't wear pressure suits? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, after the, the Challenger disaster in the what was it eighties nineties I don't remember which year yeah I think it was but uh um, they f- switched over to like wearing these the, the iconic orange jumpsuit right that you, yeah, you see you see in every shuttle mission and they're going to use for Artemis as well uh, they're still wearing those and then I don't know if challenges happened in for all mankind they have never mentioned it and I think actually Challenger flies <laughs> stay tuned okay. Dang it! <laughs> okay, I, there was there was the launch of uh, Tracy Stevens when she returned to the moon, and I'm sitting there, and there's the camera image of of the tracking of the actual shuttle. I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, 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 don't do this to me. And thankfully, it, it launched. So yeah, it would be it would be an actual spoiler to say that it happens. It doesn't happen, um, but they address it. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Yeah, so the, these AR objects that they have, like, uh, they have Jamestown base, because they around, go around and read the details, which have uh, expanded greatly. Um, no longer just Jamestown. It's, what is it now called? It's a Shackleton Crater Base or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I always think about it in what, like, what we're talking about now, like Artemis Base. <laughs> I just think of it that way. <laughs> it is in the South. Yeah. Like, literally, like, the season, this is like if Artemis happened right after Apollo. It's pretty much like yeah. what, what happened. So, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm super excited to see the rest of it. Um, oh, wait, the shuttle. The shuttle The shuttle is, like, way cooler in this this series now than it was before. If you're a shuttle fan, you're listening to this, you should watch Fall of Mankind. Yeah. Because the shuttle is, like, what the shuttle should have been. Well, actually, it, well, it's, it's, it's like, like the shuttle so 2.0. It, it, yeah, in, in history, in actual history, the, the shuttle program, um, I guess, was proposed as, as a, you know, a few levels of uh, a few tiers of. Yeah, it's a space transportation system, what it was called. Yeah. This is, yeah. which is why you get STS in front of the, the mission names for shuttle. Right. Yeah. And, and then in, in reality, you know, what, what materialized was just one part of what, what, what could have been possible if there was funding, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so, and so this shuttle is, is, you know, NASA is a successful part of the government that can nearly fund itself. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the shuttle is, it's, it's a whole different beast. Um, yeah, it's, and they're coming out with, in there, there's like this new one with nuclear powered, which is like kind of like a whole th- thing of fantasy. Um, another like fantasy thing that kind of came up the real life is Sea Dragon, which. I, I mean, they, I mean, NASA, I mean, you know, they, they use nuclear power for, for un, uncrewed. They have, yeah, they have RTGs and they, uh, uh, radio isotope thermal nuclear generators. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a hot down. thing that produces energy. Um, yeah. And they have them on the rovers, like deep space probes, like Voyager One, Voyager Two, um, Marin- the Mariner projects, the the new was it New Horizons, which saw the images of uh, Pluto for the first time, and of course uh-huh. Perseverance, 
um, curiosity. They all have yeah, those. Th- th- this concept imagines this, um, nuclear as something that can be on a crude vehicle and then yes. they kind of address it. They don't, yeah, they don't put cr- uh, nuclear. Well, though, they have flown nuclear. They have flown RTGs, which is what they use for the, the power. They have flown those on shuttles. Um, right. Yeah, there was a whole concept. But they've never flown it. I think this is a nuclear. I, I don't know much about the shuttle. You can wave me off if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming it's nuclear powered as in the engines and the engines that produce thrust are nuclear powered. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Sounds right. Okay. So, which is, which is something that's been in development, but has never actually come to fruition, fruition yet. Yeah. So, uh, one last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Sea Dragon, which was the ending of season one. Yeah, it's it's like the Marvel, you know, uh, and, and after a Marvel movie, the post credit scene where you, yeah. you get a tease for the next thing they're setting up, and, and I, I mean, so for the first five episodes, I don't know if you were thinking about it, but I was thinking about like, well, we're not really where that left off. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I didn't realize it. Either. For my in my head, I was thinking like, uh, so okay, the shuttle gets the crew there, and the Sea Dragon gets the the cargo there. That's what I thought it was, and now I'm thinking like, how did the how does the cargo Get to <laughs> get because yeah. like another thing like so Sea Dragon is like is a massive rocket. Um, it, it's hard to put this in like ter- like term like uh in scale. Um, but let's just say it launches from the ocean. It launches from it's the ocean. Is it's too for, for safety reasons? For safety yeah. reasons, it's too large to launch from land. It was uh, originally designed in, in this around in the sixties area around the Apollo program by a, it was a concept. It was a concept rocket, and it was supposed to be built in like a shipyard and then like towed out to submerged launch. It's like it's a huge rocket. It, it's really hard to, to kind of like put it in like to perspective. And so it's uh, and, and you see it in episode six. It comes up in episode six, and yeah, that that literal scene from the the post credits in, in the first season is. Is a scene in it's, this. In this it's just second. missing the music. It's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it's and it, it kind of like to me. I was thinking, oh, Sea Dragon, like from that that the launch scene mm-hmm. the, from the post credit scene in season one is so like epic that you're thinking, oh, that's going to be, you know, a lot about what the second season revolves around. Yeah, and it's not. It's, it's just a, like in the background. It's, it's like, in the background, and I wonder now if it's it, just a cargo ship. Yeah. So, and I'm wondering now, like now, now, like my meta head is like. Just attorney, like so, like did they still have the Saturn Five launching? Was everything through the shuttle? Like I'm like one, like the shuttle going to the moon is like completely fake. Like that would never yeah. happen. But like whatever, like you do you, uh, Apple. But uh, <laughs> like it now, I'm like there's so much I'm going in my head now, like of, of of like what it could possibly be. So mm-hmm. of what's going on, like prior to Sea Dragon. So say, seeing Sea Dragon was awesome. Like now that it's actually going to be a part of the story, hopefully. Uh, is going to be cool because uh, Sea Dragon is kind of a, a pretty awesome rocket. I mean, could you could you get a shuttle to the moon if you refueled along the way? <sighs> so the issue with the shuttle is that it couldn't last in space longer than like a few weeks. Okay. Um, and yeah, you you would have to have a lot of fuel, and you'd have to refuel it. Because you can, uh, yeah, you can imagine in this account in, in this you know timeline that there's most likely kind of a, uh, there's no cargo. They would they would have to like replace the cargo bay with fuel. Uh, yeah, basically. and they're only flying three people on on some of these instead of seven, so it's a whole difference. Yeah, probably less. Yeah. yeah, there's probably less um less crew, and and I like that. And so also there's uh, uh one thing that with the shuttle that came up that if you if your eyes are really in the shuttle history, you'll know that the Air Force did want to have their own fleet of shuttles, uh-huh. 
and in the movie there is, uh, in the show there is a fleet of shuttles launching from Vandenberg um, mil- and they're, they're military only shuttles which is interesting yeah so, and they and they and they don't want um, the NASA side to operate over there mm-hmm. which I know you're listening to Eric Berger's book Liftoff um, there's some history where at Vandenberg the Air Force doesn't take SpaceX very seriously and yep. then once they actually are, are active then they're like you know they're like whoa we well we've got serious you know satellites and things out here we can't have you blowing up rockets <laughs> and they have to relocate <laughs> that is actually yeah no, that that doesn't that makes a lot of sense i've just got to that point where they they're now like they, they stack fired the the first falcon one and the, and the air force yeah. got like okay hold up like they're real <laughs> oh, this is legit happening but we got to fix this yeah <laughs> um yeah so with uh yeah that's 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 for all mankind which is awesome so yeah, yeah. I, when, I I'm gonna do some uh, uh, some some. I can't wait till the whole season's out so that we can openly talk about it. Um, I guess just four weeks from from now there'll be the the, the finale. Um, but I, I love it, and and there's a couple a couple of scenes that when I was watching through the series to review that were my favorites, and they they've already aired. So the first the first one that made me well, there were a few. Um, but one that made me just like actually cry <laughs> is, is the scene. And I don't cry at like at media is something that does, doesn't happen. Um, but I, I cried whenever there was that fight between, um, Ed, Ed Baldwin and his family. And he just like, he just like unleashed and it was totally out of character for him yeah. in the moment. Um, and then they, they reconciled and then they were forced to deal with, you know, with, with, with their daughter, the adopted daughter, the death of their son from the, the first season. And that scene just like, I, it caught me. I mean, I was totally yeah. invested in what was going on. Um, and that, that's why I say like, you know, you come for the sci-fi and the space drama or, or the, you know, the space stuff and you, and you stay for the drama because it's so, it just reaches out to you. And then the next thing is in this last episode, episode six, where at the end of the episode, um, Gordo, <laughs> this scene, like, <laughs> Made me laugh out loud, you know. So the other one made me cry. This one made me laugh out loud, which again is like it's not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's like when, there is comedy in it though. It is there is yeah. some like really dry kind of like humor yeah. in places. When when Gordo goes to Sam's and says, you know, he's he's here to talk to him. He says, I want to give you the courtesy of I'm going I'm going to get my wife back. <laughs> I was just like, ha, <laughs> like, what, like. I didn't, I didn't really see it coming. I guess I don't know, but and it caught me off guard in viewing. And, it took me. It took me way too long in that scene to realize that that was Tracy's new husband. Oh, okay. it was like yeah, yeah. I'm like, who is this? A, is this a therapist? Is this is like <laughs> like I was thinking like maybe he's a therapist. Like he's an astronaut. Like they made a lot of money back then. Like yeah, it, no, they don't say what they don't say how he's rich, but he's he's the Sam that they reference and they haven't shown him until this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's something else. It is something. I think one one of my favorite. I, I I find when they do like a uh, little hidden scientific jokes. Uh, yeah. So so when they're on the moon, so they set up like a, a shuttle full of Marines, pretty much, because they have to secure certain locations on the moon and the moon Marines. Yeah. And so like the only astronauts that were um, uh, capable of, of being trained with a rifle, well, not like they were the only ones capable. The only ones that were trained in the rifle because they're Marines. They all go through the same training. Uh, basic marine uh, marine training is the, so the, the marines. So they set up a whole bunch of them with these special M16s that are painted white. Which the fact that it's painted <laughs> white won't—it's still metal. It's still going to get super hot. Um, 
<laughs> well, okay, it looks cool. Uh, but they're doing the target practice, and the, like, they shoot, and like, the guy like misses like completely. Oh yeah, and, and, and yeah. Tracy's just sitting there like, oh well, the lunar gravity is only one six, and it might just come around the end of the moon and hit you in the back of the head. And, and I'm like, <laughs> it's so true. Like it's totally possible that that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the look on the guy's face is like, should I move? Should I not move? And I'm like, dude, uh, like, <laughs> uh, that's the one I laughed out loud. Like, there's some really great humor in it, and there's also some like yeah. really deep. Uh, like, I, I had the same feeling when when Ed like lashed out. I'm sitting there like, what what are you doing? Like, she wants to follow your footsteps. Why are you not like happy? And like, she just, just yeah goes right into it. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I will say before we move on from From and Kind, you know, episode seven comes out in a week. It's a good one. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So, uh, some let's talk over some news that happened this week. Now, uh, Ingenuity sure. uh, had it, it, we're coming up to a, the month of Ingenuity. Ingenuity, they call yeah, it. Yeah. So, so um, last summer we saw uh, ULA launch their Atlas V rocket to send NASA's Perseverance Mars rover to Mars, and this is the first that has a helicopter on board. Ingenuity. And we've kind of been wondering since the arrival of Perseverance, the rover, when does the helicopter fly? And there hasn't been a lot of details, and now you, now you have some information. Yeah, so coming up uh, in the end, uh, in April 8th, they're going to be attempting their first flight right now. Uh, it was like it was late last week or early this week, they dropped the um, the cover that covered all the debris while while the rover landed, so it's on the bottom of the rover. And so they're uh, currently moving the Perseverance to the airfield that they, that they selected. They they actually, like, JPL has a history of just, like, hitting it on the dot for, like, everything. Uh, I remember, like, one of the one of the earlier rovers, um, back when they used airbags and it just dropped it from the sky, they landed it inside of a crater and then they called it, like, an intergalactic hole-in-one or something. <laughs> Uh, and nice. like they, they, they always land their rover, uh, their like missions, like at like the most perfect spot somehow. They landed Perseverance like right by a Delta so they can start doing science like right away. They also landed right in an area that they deemed perfect for flying. Like there's not, there's relatively flat gr- um, ground, um, like low amount of obstructions. So, they're moving it to the center of the airfield, um, the rover, and then they're going to deploy the, the helicopter, Ingenuity. Uh, and then hopefully in April 8th, um, the, they said the date, that's their date they're shooting for, but they don't, this is the first time doing anything, so that could move greatly. Uh, but once they detach it from the rover, they have a 30 day lifetime. So they're, mm-hmm. then they have five flights planned for this mission. So they've got to do all of their five flights within the month of April, pretty much. And you have to successfully complete like the first one to get to the second one. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't fail the first flight because if you fail the first flight, you don't have a helicopter to, to, to fly the second flight. Um, and and these are going to be really stressful because seven is like two to 11 minutes of delay time between depending on where Mars is, uh, in its orbit. So there's no way you can fly this by hand. It has to be completely autonomous and so hopefully we're just like they're just doing a slight hover test i think that's what it's going to be it's kind of similar to like a starship static fire which we'll talk about later today it's so similar yeah mars yeah Yeah, mars mars and vehicles (laughs) doing pre little small little tests for a few seconds yeah same thing so that's the plan for for ingenuity um 
this, they're going to be moving that off. Um, hopefully, I think by the end of this week, they're going to get to it because uh, when is the 8th? It's the 8th next week or the week after. Um, It'll be the week, the week after. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Perseverance is also going to be going off to, they're going to try to, they, 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 never, they never gave like, they never, they didn't promise. They promised that they'll, they'll try <laughs> to get video and, and images yeah. uh, of yeah. it. I, I can't imagine it's, I, I imagine it's probably going to be somewhat easy for this one because it's a hover test and they're going to be far away. They can just zoom in on where it's going to be. It's not going to move much. I still hope it works. I still hope it works too. Yeah. I can see this being a problem for future flights. So how, how many, how many like, I mean, I'm thinking about like what happens, um, if, if they're successful with all five. Then does the does engineering just live on Mars now? Do they ever go back and get it? <laughs> so, so for for usually like so, I expect one is JPL. I expect that this thing's going to do pretty good. Though it is the first yeah. time doing things, so there's probably going to be problems. Um, but yeah, if it survives all five, um, and if the hardware is working good still, like they can extend this out to another another thirty days, another fifteen days, and do more flights. That's cool. So uh, that's what happened with with that's what happens with really most. Most thing, most thing JPL sends up there. I think like uh, yeah. uh, what was it? Um, Opportunity was the last yeah. of the uh, Mars exploration rovers that that survived, and I think it had like a two year lifespan, and it's lasted mm-hmm. like eight. It was like six or eight years or something. So it's like, it's like feature feature headline is um, first uh, Mars astronaut recovers ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that it's like <laughs> I think we need a Martian two. Like from 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 Andy Weir that that instead of uh, yeah, yeah, instead of yeah. going to go get Sojourner, which was the first rover, he go gets Ingenuity fixes it and just flies around the little base. Yeah, you could become a like a popular YouTuber with Ingenuity and like have like a a vlog vlog. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, this is going to be a little meta. We're talking about another podcast on a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's possible. So, so ULA came up with their uh, a new podcast. So they, they actually they don't do podcasts, but they did do like a two episode series a while back. But they have a new rocket coming out called Vulcan Centaur. We just refer to it as Vulcan Centaur, the, the second stage. So uh, they they're coming out. Um, their pathfinders there at the Cape. Uh, they've been developing this for a few years now. We're getting close to a, a flight later this year, and to kind of like celebrate. You know, uh, we're that we're getting close. They released a seven-part podcast on, on most podcast streaming services. You can get it on their website as well, um, and it's actually kind of kind of good. Uh, it, it is a hundred percent a PR stunt. Like if we're just listening to it, it it's, it's a PR thing, but like it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I I subscribed to it instantly. I haven't listened to it yet, um, but I'm glad it exists. Um, it, it's cool that they did all seven at once, but I was kind of hoping it was like a weekly thing. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't like waiting. I, I, I'm feeling that with Farm Mankind. I want episode seven now, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I like that we can binge it and it's, it's actually pretty good. Like there's a lot of little details on, on how to, um, how they developed it, what went into doing all these things and, and, uh, with, with some of these, like engineers you don't hear from. You hear from Tori Bruno, you hear from their some of their like senior VPs or, or and stuff like that, but you don't really hear from these like lower level engineers, these project managers um, that often. Future future podcast guests, how about that? Future I would love to. You if you're listening <laughs> to this, like with 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 Ruds on Monday nights, I would love to speak to like just the give me the lowest engineer. Give me an intern. I want to intern. I want to talk to them. <laughs> 
they're there's a, they're the ones who do like all the really hard work are the interns yeah. so that'd be really cool to, to listen to them but yeah i definitely suggest everyone to go listen to it because it's really informal um about the the new rocket coming out uh rocket lab launched earlier this week uh, Rocket Lab is a, a company out of California, which is ran by Peter Beck. Uh, they launch out of New Zealand, and they're a small sat launcher. So that they're a little bit different than, than SpaceX. SpaceX deals with uh, massive satellites or, or a large, you know, a few hundred satellites in, in one launch. Uh, Rocket Lab focuses on dedicated launches for um, a single small, you know, smaller satellite, you know, a couple hundred kilograms at, at most. And they launched earlier this week a, a few satellites for Black Sky. And they actually got it operating within like 24 hours, the satellite, which is actually kind of kind of impressive. And they got their first images. They also just signed a contract to launch five more of these, um, sorry, five more missions, nine more satellites. Um, I don't know how that adds up because it's like they're launching <laughs> like three per. And I'm like, I don't, numbers hmm, don't make yeah. sense. <laughs> but um, uh they they signed the five the five more launches I think four more of them I think are this year, and they already have nine awesome. launches on their manifest for this what's, for what's, this year. What's the what's the update for um, Rocket Lab launching from from the U.S. So yeah, they they have a pad at in Virginia uh, Wallops Flight Facility, um, mm-hmm. and they're still planning on launching uh, a mission. I think it's a NASA mission to the moon. Um, it's gonna like it's like a prelude to the to the gateway orbiter. I okay. think they still plan to launch, I think like in Jul- July, maybe this year, if I remember correctly, it's like middle, middle of this year. So what so, about the second launch complex from, or the second launch pad from their, their launch. So that's interesting. Launch. I'm happy you brought that up because yeah. their next launch is a back to back launch from okay. pad a and pad B over in, in down in New Zealand. Nice. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a test for like the, it's for, I'm not sure, not, not sure if it's DART, but it's a DOD mission. Um, okay. and they want to like these, do a back to back launch. And so the, cool. they're finishing up. I think that the launch mount there, I think they have the finish up feeling. I, I'm not, they haven't given update on it in a while. Last update was like it's nearing completion. So yeah, that's actually, so that's the next launch is, is two launches, one from pad A, one from pad B. Uh, I don't know what the time frame between the two launches are. It just they just say it's going to be a back to back launch. So I assume within a few hours of each other. That would be amazing. That, that would be we're really cool. we were really close to that happening at Kennedy with SpaceX. But yeah, didn't, at, at SpaceX in Kennedy, it'll probably never. Uh, it'll be probably a decade until we get hourly launches probably from there. But uh, just because of how much goes into one, but we're getting really close to two launches within twenty four hours. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, Kennedy, Kennedy got really with SpaceX. They got really close to um, just having a few hours apart, and mm-hmm. then it, I mean, even even with the what, what ended up happening, um, it wasn't because they couldn't. It was you know for other factors, but they were still what a couple feet within days. Or yeah, they were really a couple of days from each other, and and yeah. like with the uh, start with uh, Starship, like they're just like not Starship, sorry, Starlink. They're just yeah racking it like just sending out drone ships bringing them back and then just send another one out so we had we had two we talked about last week we had two yeah two vertical boosters within the port which is awesome to see i love it yeah yeah that's that's the pro of having your own private launch uh you know range you can just kind of launch whenever you want to <laughs> which is a, a perk of a uh, of rocket lab uh which is a good segue for this because Rocket Lab launches launched a lot of these satellites. Uh, we had it's called Ever Given. Uh, it was a ship. I don't know the full details. Apparently, the ship went into the uh, Suez Canal, 
and wind blew and let's just say he's no longer going the right direction and no one else can kind of go through the canal <laughs> it, it's there's been a traffic jam in world trade for a few days now. yeah it, it, it's in this it's crazy so a bunch of these satellite companies you know, airbus um the european company they've been building these satellites and, and planet lab which has been launched a lot by rocket uh, rocket lab as well as um this capella space which is a newer one and then there's the es uh european space agency program which is another partnership with Airbus that that really some photos from space of the ship that's just sideways. <laughs> it's taking up the whole canal pretty much. And there's, th- I think, thousands of ships that are now like blocked. There's like 50 a day or something like that, that they can do um, through mm-hmm. the canal. And so I'm assuming there's probably at least probably a couple hundred close to a thousand that are being backed up by um, by this ship that went sideways and, and they've been trying to get it out and, and fix it for the past couple of days. But we've been getting these great photos, like thermal photos, um, you know, like real color photos from, from space, which is really cool. Yeah. How, how long until Elon comes up with this solution? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure, but I saw someone tweet. I don't, I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Austin Bernard. I think he retweeted it, but I don't remember who it was. Just tweeted a photo of like, just put two starships next to it, tie it up, and then just launch it <laughs> up. <laughs> well, it'll be fine. It'll, you can do it. What, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Like, you did say. Better than a traffic jam. <laughs> so, yeah, that, well, I don't know what, what the update would be with that one. And I, I don't, hopefully, I think some people have said it might take weeks to, uh, to get this ship out. And, and ships are now no longer going through the Suez Canal and doing the old school. I don't remember when the Suez Canal was built. I'm failing my social studies teacher, but because uh, I remember learning about it, <laughs> this was a test. I swear it was. And uh, but they're now going down around Africa, which is like another like five days or something. It takes <laughs> like so, and we're already going through like kind of like uh, Chance Miller did a post on nine to five back how it's it's affecting. It's gonna, probably going to affect Apple um, yeah. with with it, her it, stuff. You know, it it opened um, 100 years before the moon landing, so 150 years ago. Yes. Okay. 152 Eight, or something. 1869. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I knew. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I only knew of it inside of, in the scope of like World War II. I knew it was happening during World War One as well. So I got. I've been watching a lot of those those documentaries uh, lately. So uh, now we're, now let's go into we uh, we're, we're gonna wrap a few rapid schedule a few uh, few through a few of these uh, with SpaceX news for the week. Um, of course, there's always a couple things with them. Uh, first thing is that we have possibly one of the final Falcon Heavy boosters, not final at all, just final for this uh, next mission, uh, finishing mm-hmm. up, possibly finishing up testing at McGregor. Um, mm-hmm. SpaceX has this little plot of land. You actually read about it within the first couple pages of uh, uh, of, of liftoff. Um, yeah, yeah, Eric Berger's book. And, 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 and it, they go back into it some more before the book ends, and it makes me feel way more attached to McGregor. I've never been there. But, I've never been there either. I still want to yeah. go. Uh, there's a few, yeah. there's a few photographers around there that, that will track these rockets coming, these boosters coming in. Uh, SpaceX pretty much sends all of their engines that they build to McGregor. They get test fired there. They get, it's s- like how NASA has Stennis for yeah. testing. This is they McGregor. Have, SpaceX has McGregor. Yeah. yeah. So they sent all their engines to McGregor. Then they sent them back to California to be then attached to these Falcon 9 boosters that they get sent to back to McGregor. And then all nine of them on that engine, or, or one if it's the second stage, are fired up, and then they're sent either to um, back west to Vandenberg or east 
to Florida. Mm-hmm. And we saw possible, um, what we believe is the center stage for a Falcon Heavy launch, which we haven't seen since 2019. And hopefully we'll be seeing two of them this year. So um, that's yeah. that's good that we're getting close to another Falcon Heavy launch because those are kind of like the best ever. I haven't seen one yet. Uh, how cool would it be to be on the interstate and see one of these, you know, boosters driving by? Yeah, I have yet to do it. I've spent so much time around Space Coast. I'm surprised I've never seen one drive past. But yeah, they're they're just these mass. They're wrapped in black. Like they're, yeah. they're just like these massive things just rolling down there. I've seen fairings come in, and I've yeah. seen uh, like payloads drive by, but like I've never seen a a, fuck, a whole like oh no, I have stood next to a fucking nine drive by. That is true. Never mind. Yeah, uh, they are pretty. But if you saw it, like if you're just out driving, just driving, you have no idea in like the yeah. middle of Texas, and there's just this ICBM just going down the road pretty much. Like, like a, uh, any, anywhere between Texas and and uh, and Cape Canaveral, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be insane to see this. Uh, earlier this week, also, SpaceX launched uh, their Starlink Launch 23 on a booster. Um, this is a, this be their sixth, now sixth flown booster. I believe it's 10, 1060, I believe, um, is the booster name. Uh, so, yeah, this was this was launched. Um, this, this was launched from Slick 40, I believe, from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station, uh, Station, and it tied... Uh, their SpaceX's t- current record for most launches in a calendar month, which is four, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think the first time it happened, I think it was December, I think was when they broke the record. And now we're tied. And now we're getting close to the end of the month. And we haven't seen any flight restrictions or filings for another flight coming up. So most likely we're not going to get a fifth one in March. The, the next one will probably be in April. Yeah, only only four and a half, five days left this month. So yeah, I'm sure we could probably figure out like how many flights they've done within like thirty a thirty day period, and probably there's probably been more than four. Um, but that's a lot of work. Uh, so uh, next thing, uh, oh yeah, so this came out late last night, and I just got like I was getting messages this morning about it. Uh, Falcon 9 second stage broke up over the north, uh, northwest of the United States over like Washington, Oregon area mm-hmm. and, and freaked people out. <laughs> this is this is from a launch on March 3rd or 4th, right? I, yeah, I think it was like uh, it was like Starlink 17, I think, or 18. <laughs> like it was a while ago. So the, the what normally happens during these launches is, is SpaceX is really good with um, not leaving uncontrollable objects in orbit. Uh, all their Starlink or uh, all their Starlink um, satellites have thrusters on them, or if they if those fail, it'll deorbit within a few weeks. Um, they don't use explosive bolts that throw like shrapnel everywhere in space that can stay in orbit for like decades, um, which was used heavily in the early stages of space. Um, or they don't. They, they try to like be really good with how they what they leave in space. And these second stages, after they deploy their their payload. Um, normally they will turn around and re- reignite their engine and make sure that they like deorbit over like ocean. Uh, there's a spark uh, uh, point in the Pacific Ocean called Point Nemo. It's like the furthest you can get from like land, like anywhere. And so it's a really popular location for for deorbiting your your spacecraft to make sure if, if any part makes it through, it goes into the, the ocean. So possibly they've been having some issues with this. Uh, which I don't know what that could mean, but it's not really good to have a, a, a spacecraft deorbit over land. Yeah. Especially so, but it did, 
it was kind of cool to watch. Not gonna lie, like I enjoyed watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as far as we know, nothing reached. No, there, there's probably no way anything would have reached. These are rel- relatively like yeah. thin there, there, and, and small, so. Uh, yeah, it does give you a light a light show in the sky that, that that's you know. Yeah, and, uh, I saw so. one. It was, <laughs> I saw one tweet. It was like, uh, "Oh, we're having aliens." Like it's, y'all know, it's aliens. I think it's Elon Musk's uh, rocket. No, 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 no. It's aliens. It's aliens. I know it. The best he thing is that it. we can is that you know, uh, if if it were actually aliens, we would have slept right through it. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost slept right through it. If I wasn't editing yeah. editing a podcast last night, I would have slept right through it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it happen last and I'm like, oh, I'll write a story about it in the morning. And and and, and <laughs> like, then Der- yeah, Derek, Derek, Derek caught it because he's the night owl. And Der- Derek is the night owl team, and he did a good job writing. Yeah. He, he wrote an article yeah. about it. Um, final thing is the reason why we're doing this like right now to try to get it out. And I'm, my my goal is to get this out before before it happens. Is Starship is looking like it's going to fly today. Woohoo! I'm actually super. We've been waiting way too long for a Starship flight because Star. I said, "Wait, didn't SN10 happen beginning of March?" I feel like it was really recent. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe but we it was, haven't. It was, it was such a quick turnaround from nine to ten. I felt like because there wasn't the like eight to nine was a long delay because of FAA and other reasons. Yeah, and then eight and nine to ten was pretty easy because they they approved it pretty early and it was just like SpaceX to get it up. And then eleven, I feel like eleven just kind of snuck out on us. Like it's it's. Hasn't been very long, yeah. Um, but it's but it's so suspenseful because it's like, will they land? Because last time they landed, and then it tipped over and blew up. But they were closer than ever before. So like, if we go back to just crash landing, then that's a re- that's kind of a re- reversion. Um, re- well, revert, technically, but. no, they wouldn't be a reversion because these are just test okay. flights. So Not even a word, but <laughs> revert, revert. but but anyway, maybe yeah. It's, <laughs> I think I made it up. Um, but but it, it, it's like I mean, obviously it's a test flight, so they're getting data from. Yeah. It. But um, just just from the pure like spectator perspective of you know what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, so to if it lands, and then. We, we know now to keep watching not just the SpaceX feed, but um, um, the other, NASA, uh, every, you know, NASA, NASA space flight and uh, who else is that? Uh, Everyday astronaut. Um, Everyday astronaut. I don't think yeah. Austin Bernard does streams. He he has streamed, but it's not it's not not as set up as like I think uh, Everyday astronaut just got a 12K camera. So um, yeah. oh, Lab Padre is the other one that has 24 seven streams. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they cut SpaceX cut that feed real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like I mean, a minute after it landed. Oh, not even that. Like thirty seconds after it landed, it's like yeah. done. So if you stop watching it, then you miss the you miss the actual result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you missed the second flight. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm I can't wait for this. I mean, these these are things that um, people pe- in in the way that you know coming from nine to five Mac, in the way that iPhones are something that you can talk to anybody about, and they've got not just an opinion, but like they've got some kind of investment where they they mm-hmm. use it for something or they um they want to know something about it. Um, Starship is becoming that way. Like, peop, you know, if, if I talk about, you know, I, I, I cover space in, in, in my, um, extra time, then people will be like, does that include SpaceX? And then they'll be like, Starship's doing some amazing stuff. Like, yeah. Everyone knows about it. I've never, I've never seen anything in my, in my, uh, years of covering space. I haven't seen anything quite so, like, that just demands the, the new space. Like, Mm-hmm. Something happens with Starship, and like it is trending. It is. It is. And the, on and the fact that it's the... happening so frequently is like you don't have time to forget about it. It becomes no. okay. This is Pe- happening regularly now. So many people have traveled so far down the Texas to, to see this, mm-hmm. and it, Boca Chica is not a uh, area that is easy to get to. 
it's like four hours, five hours from Houston, which is like the closest like civilization. I mean, there's, there's Copus Crispy, which is like two hours away, but like it's like that's the closest like major city. Uh, Brownsville is pretty big. It has an airport, but like you're not flying down into Brownsville that often. So seeing all the like people drive so so like some photographers like I think Trevor Melman's one of them that like just lives half his time in Boca Chica and then other half in in Florida, which is just I don't know how he does it. Maybe we can do a um, a Twitter Spaces hangout for uh, watching watching Starship. Ooh, that's a good idea. On that note, we should wrap up so you can get this out. Yes, I should. So thank you everyone so much for for listening to this week's episode of Space Explored. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. Oh. Can I do a reaction to what happens to Starship? And, and we can pick which one to use. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, I can't believe they landed it. That was amazing. I'm still feeling like chills from it. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Here's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Got got him next time. Got him next time. Okay. <laughs> All right. And with that, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Space Explored Podcast. We will uh, we will be back next week as well. You can follow us. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Seth Kirk. That's S E T H K U R K. And you can follow Zach at. I'm on I'm on Twitter at Apollo Zach A P O L L O Z A C. All right, and you can listen to us all uh, either on the website at spaceexplored.com or at Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those different uh, streaming sites. Thank you. AM, FM, XM, you know it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in the future. We'll yep. see you guys all next week. See ya.